0: Welcome to Kitty Talks, the podcast that shows you how to build a life in alignment with your soul. I'm your host, Kitty Waters, serial entrepreneur and co-creator of the Network for Transformational Leaders. Each week, I interview top thought leaders who are changing the world with their work. They share their life stories and tips on how you can find your purpose. If you're keen to create a life you love in alignment with your soul, well, the waiting list for Dharma is now open. We have an early bird price of £295 going up to £495 at the end of the summer. So now's the time to get on board. We've had 42 incredible human beings go through this program and the results that they are created in their own life is incredible. This course is a consciousness shift. It's an eight-week online program and you will go in one person and you will come out another. Please go and check out the reviews on my Facebook page and you can also have a look at the website uk. This program I created because this is what I wanted 10 years ago when I was lost, stuck in a job that I hated. This program will help you find your flow and manifest the life of your dreams. We demystify the subject of Dharma, unlock your greatest potential and show you that by following your highest excitement, you can create the life that you love. So today I'm going to introduce you to a lady who has become a really good friend of mine perfect example of somebody who listened to her intuition and it led her or it led us to one another. So Helen, Helen's husband is mentored by my mentor, a chap called Derry Llewellyn Davies. And Helen reached out to me and said, oh, I'd love to connect. I was, you know, she listened to her intuition. Her intuition says saying, yeah, get, you know, go connect with, go connect with Kitty. And she followed her intuition. And, you know, I'm very open. So I said, yeah, let's talk. Let's connect. So that's what we did. We got connected and... Helen's a fantastic woman. You're about to hear in this episode how she's taken her life from domestic violence and a very dark place to now writing her amazing book and also having her own space of magical souls doing this work. Helen's also come through my Dharma program and it was amazing how just from her following her intuition, it opened up a whole new space for her so we became friends she came into dharma uh, and now i class her as a really good friend so another perfect example of listening to your intuition listening to the call and following the call and where it leads you so i do hope you enjoy this episode if you're listening then please let me know tag me on social media she's a beautiful soul who i now feel very blessed to call a friend So good morning and welcome to Kitty Talks. We share inspirational life stories that empower you to create yours. And today I have with me a very dear friend who has come into my life through magic and synchronicity. And I'm going to ask her to share that story with you because it's a good one. Um, I have the beautiful Helen Rebello. She is a women's empowerment leader. That's what I want to call you, Helen, because I think it just fits you fits you beautifully she's also an author and a speaker and she wrote a book called The Magical Unfolding which if you haven't read I would suggest you do because I love your work Helen because obviously it's very similar to what I talk about (laughs) but welcome to Kitty Talks oh thank
1: you so much I am so excited to be sharing this space with you and to get to just talk to you about magic and miracles and life and purpose and yeah I'm really thrilled to be here and so so glad that we got to be friends
0: yeah yeah it's a absolutely a wonderful, wonderful thing absolutely and the guys who listen to this podcast know that I always talk about following your breadcrumbs and how it's really important to Listen to those intuitive nudges. So, on that note, Helen, can you can you sort of say how how we are being here today? I can indeed. So
1: there is there's an incredible uh, breadcrumb trail that led me to connect with a couple of friends of yours. Um, so, first of all, Derry Llewellyn Davis is a friend of yours. I know he's my husband's mentor. Um, he shared something a while back that led me to connect with Andrea Pennington who um then led me to connect <laughs> with you so I found out about you through her um and as as it often happens you know you think oh interest peaked I love podcasts so I knew you had a, a podcast and um I started, started listening to that. I think I pretty much devoured about maybe four or five episodes in one go, <laughs> looked you up, just thought, I love what you're doing and I have to connect with you. You know, I got that gut sense of I have to connect with you, but I didn't really know why. I just knew I did. And so for the, only the second time probably in my life to date, I messaged you then and there, I think on Facebook. And I did that with Andrea as well, um, and that's not a thing I used to ever do. Just to say, can we can we connect? Can we talk? Hmm. And we ended up connecting on Zoom. I still didn't know why. You still <laughs> didn't know why. Um, and and then you know so what unfolded afterwards was that we stayed in touch. We knew we had a nice connection, and um, and then when I released my book. I I had a whole load of copies uh,
0: mm, gifted of course, to me by yeah. a
1: benefactor and I asked all my crowdfunders to nominate somewhere and then they one of my one of my friends, um actually my mum's friend, nominated my sister's house and I and I saw the name, thought that's the place, and um I looked up what they were about, thought that's definitely the place, and then I was having an interview, I was being interviewed, um by Michelle from mindful magazine oh yeah um and and she'd recently interviewed you I think you were the last person she'd interviewed and then I saw in your bio chair of my sister's house and I just thought oh "Oh, okay that's why we had to connect and um and then since then we've we've been on a whole journey together really haven't we that's my sister's house is only part of it
0: yeah. And your book launched and you went and did a talk at my sister's house, which was amazing. And, um, we're going to get into sort of Helen's background and Helen's story mm. in a minute. But, um, yeah, we, and then our lives have combined and you're doing do your dharma, which is really exciting. And just watching your mission and your life just blossom. And, you know, as we do watch that magical unfolding and do our dharma, you know, it just brings us so much joy. So no, it's a pleasure to have you on the show today. Um, can you tell my audience a little bit more about the work you're doing at the moment and then we'll go back into your story and how how you got here?
1: Yeah, delighted to. So um, so at the moment I am on the cusp of basically um, taking, I've brought together all of my work over the last 15 years, all of my learnings, all of my training, all of my one-to-one work. I've, i combine them together with my love for writing, and I birthed my book, The Magical Unfolding into the World. And and since then, what I've realized is that there is huge scope for, for making the things I share in the book more tangible and finding ways to disseminate that learning, which is it's kind of along the same lines as the stuff you talk about. It's it's learning how to live from your heart and not your head, and learning how to flow more freely through life uh, without pushing and hustling and shoulding all over yourself. <laughs> that's in a nutshell. It's a very long process, but that's essentially what I'm sharing. Uh, kind of learning how to tap into who you are, what you want, what you're here for, and then living in a way that really honors that as best you can in a modern-day world. Um, so, yeah, so at the moment I'm um, I'm doing my own podcast project to mm,
0: pop up the moments that take
1: us from being stuck in the normal world yeah pop-up podcast <laughs> it's, it's a great exciting. name I like it um yeah because I'm really fascinated by what takes us from I love it I don't know where that idea came from it again just landed with me um but yeah it's all about sharing stories about transitioning from being stuck in you know what I call the matrix myth world where you're, you're in you've 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 adhered to the paradigm of life, um, and then something will happen to make you question everything, and then it's how you take that forwards and move into what I call more magical living. So, so after the podcast, I will be um, o- opening up a, a group to to explore together what it means to live more magically and meaningfully in a modern day world. Beautiful, and that's Beautiful. kind of where
0: I am right now, on the cusp. Yeah. Absolutely, and I would say for anybody listening, I'm hoping that Helen's going to give us a couple, maybe a couple of coffees to give away to our listeners. Um, But I would say that for anybody listening, this book is really great. (laughs) This book is really great if you aren't necessarily happy with the way that you're living your life. You know, it's a really good barometer and it's a really good read to help you go into that more flowing state. And I, I think Helen, a lot of our, I called you a women's empowerment leader, and I think. I think both of us, it's about women reclaiming their power, actually. And we've gone through this stage, haven't we, where we've gone into the masculine, you know, we've gone from being 50s housewives. Um, where we were in totally in our feminine but disempowered to where we are now which is working um, doing everything and probably being more in our masculine energy and I and I really see with the work you're doing and um, what I'm doing is it's like uh, learning to get back in flow and honor our power and honor our intuition um, and live this beautiful magical unfolding as you describe it
1: yeah yeah definitely because what I've seen over the last 15 years of doing one-to-one work um, is that people we're kind of just stuck in this cycle of of pushing and pushing and pushing and we're not using our inherent core power we're not using our energy we are we are using all the wrong resources and then subsequently we just burn out and i think what what i really tried to do in the book was approach that from a very compassionate um un, you know understanding enabling perspective i didn't want anyone to read it and feel like they'd failed or they'd done everything wrong or you know they were just messing up if they were living life this way it's more about inviting people on a journey of self-inquiry and acceptance and discovery and just you know just gently simple step by simple step exploring a different approach to living because because that's what i've done and yeah. um and ever to- since I stopped pushing. It's been amazing.
0: <laughs> well, talk to me about that journey because obviously, you know, for people listening, t- tell me a bit about your journey, your story, your transition. How did you get where you are today doing what you're doing?
1: Yeah. Um, so it's been a it's been a long old journey, as you all know, because you've you've read my book and obviously we've talked quite a bit about my my journey through life, but, um, essentially I think it would be lovely to share something with you that I don't really share out loud very often. It's, it's in my book and it's the first time I shared it, but I left home at 18 years old, um, under a cloud, had a really dysfunctional relationship with my parents. And, um, and I left home to go and live with a man who I thought was my answer to everything. And um I lived in a squat with him. And I was completely, I was a bit stubborn, you know, just determined to do my thing. Um, and actually what ended up happening was that systematically over time, he revealed himself to be quite unstable, quite violent aggressive um just very very messed up and systematically over the period of about 18 months um he just he just totally broke me down and stripped away my self-worth my um my sense well my sense of power actually going back to what you said before you know it's interesting now that I am. Enabling people to tap into their own power because he completely stripped me of that, and um yeah I kind of I'd got to the stage um where you know you are you are literally looking over your shoulder all of the time, you're living in fear mm. all of the time, I couldn't go out without him approving what I was wearing, and then I'd go out with the few friends I had because they were all monitored as well um And sometimes he would be watching me, you know, and I'd get home and I'd get in trouble because I was talking to the wrong person or wearing the wrong clothes, skirt too short or something Mm. like that. Not that I wore short skirts. And, and basically I, I hid everything that was going on. So I was like super skinny. We had no money, um, totally kind of malnourished. So really depleted in all senses, but not necessarily aware of that at the time. Um, but, as i shared in the book i i still there was still a part of me despite the fact that i was surrounded by really dodgy people and in a pretty pretty bad setup you know very much disconnected from any support network or anybody with a sensible head um i still had this part of me that just rebelled and resisted and quietly Quietly found a way out because it got to a point of no return when he essentially held a knife up to my throat and backed me up against the kitchen wall. I can feel it as I'm saying it. And, you know, I just thought, I thought, this is it this is it. And I don't think I was consciously aware of an inner voice at the time, but there was definitely something within me Mm. that knew he'd crossed the line a little bit too much. But it's mad. It's like, I don't know what takes someone from being intelligent and aware to putting up with this stuff. Mm. Even now, I don't know why I did it. But hey, I managed to get away. And um, yeah, long story short, I went from I went through a series of processes after that to try and find my place in the world, try and get a sure footing again, try and, um, try and be self-sufficient, try and be depend, you know, dependent on myself. Um, So I went into, I managed to get a nurse training place and I hid the acceptance letter that um, the original one that said I had a residential place. I'd applied for that without telling him. And I photocopied it having cut that bit out showed him the acceptance letter without the the place. Mm. Um, and, and then on the day I was due to start, he didn't know that I was actually leaving. And I left with literally just my essentials in a suitcase and, um, and got a taxi and, and went to live in a nurse's home. And, um, yeah, started rebuilding my life. I mean, it was quite tumultuous yeah. after that, but... Did
0: he ever come after you? Or? Yeah, he
1: did. He did. He found me. Um, and I ended up having to get police involved and, um, you know, get get him, get a restraining order, all of that stuff. And, but do you know what? I, I, it was like years and years later that I told the truth to wow. my family about any of this. I... I mean, there's so much more underneath it that that I just, you know, I wouldn't want to depress everybody about. But essentially, I, I recognize now that I had incredible strength because there was so much going on. But I even though it broke me mentally and physically for a little while, I just always had this bit. I go like this because it was, it was yeah. like this bit at the back of my head that I just knew, I just knew I'd come through. I knew I'd be okay. I knew that I had this strength that would carry me through.
0: And can I, can I ask, because obviously, you know, um, having gone through my own stuff, you know, my own, you know, chronic depression, nervous breakdown, et etc. et, cetera, et, cetera, et cetera, When I look at that back, I see how I got myself into that situation. Like, can you kind of clearly see how all of that kind of, why that happened really? Yeah, no, definitely. And I,
1: again, I hesitate to talk about this. And I I think, it. you know, now now I am in a good place to talk about it because I've reestablished really good relationship with my family. But essentially, without uh, wanting to share too much of my family's history, my parents both had a really good reason to be messed up individuals right? from their own upbringing. And, um, I, I didn't know that at the time, but what I see now is that I, I was essentially craving, um, love. I was, I was craving love and support. And, mm. and although my parents, very much did love me their ability to show that and demonstrate it and connect with me where I was at just, it just wasn't meeting what I needed in the way Mm. I needed it at the time. Um, That's not their fault. Mm. And I don't, you know, I don't hold any grudges about any of that. They did the best they could, but I was looking for something I wasn't getting. And, Mm. um, but also it's about self-worth. I was looking outside myself for validation and um worth and honestly I think that journey pretty much continued into my 30s, mm. yeah. 30s
0: yeah I can imagine and then by the sounds of things you went and did your nurse training and then you, you kind of followed your well you rebuilt yourself but then followed your break because you've trained in lots of different modalities haven't
1: you? <laughs> yeah I have I'm a bit of an eternal student so um so actually, I didn't complete my nurse training. I got halfway through. I did okay. 18 months. Uh, I I hurt my back. And um, at the time, they used to pension you out. I was right. really relieved because I actually hated it because I was always getting in trouble for talking to patients too much. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic. That was the bit I loved. It was like when I talk to them and they feel better. Mm. But yeah. no, you'd rather put me at a desk and have me push paperwork. So um so yeah, then I did. Then I got a bit lost in the wilderness for a little while. I went through the wilderness years, and then I trained in radiography, following my head, uh, thinking logically. So uh, I have a radiography degree. Um, it's like a BSc in medical imaging, um, and then I specialised in ultrasound. So I have a postgrad diploma in that. And then, and then I, when I walked away from that, I did all the more eastern medicine related stuff so I've got I trained for three years in shiatsu I got fascinated by energy medicine and a more holistic approach to well-being and then I um I've done lots of subspecialities around shiatsu and I trained in craniosacral therapy um and I trained as a yoga teacher but more for myself if I'm honest mm. but then I ended up teaching um and I've, yeah, I've just, I think over the years, what I recognize is that one of the core themes is I am endlessly fascinated by the human body, by the human condition, by our capacity to transcend things and um, by that inner strength, by things that help us access inner power. And also I'm really good at getting people from chaos to calm and that, that's a thread that's kind of run mm. through, even from radiography days that was one of my core skills. I was super good at calming people down, you know, in resource when everyone's panicking and shouting at each other. I'd come in there with my x-ray machine and just, I just calmed everything down. And I and I learned how to deal with angry people and scared people and shouty people and, and realized later I'm an empath. So it's no wonder. It's like, Yeah. So that's my breadcrumb trail. And um, I think I will study and learn for as long as there's breath in my body. Mm.
0: Yes, but it's important that we put it out in the world as well. But, but, you know, I'm learning that lesson myself because I'm like an eternal student. I think we always will be eternal students, but I think it's about now us sharing that that what we've learned and I know that that's totally what you're stepping into because obviously your your book is almost like the culmination of all that knowledge isn't it coming together yeah
1: Yeah, it really is you know and I I recognize that for you know I I went on a self-development journey and I was working as a transformational therapist really I've combined these different modalities in my own way and because you learn about Chinese medicine diagnosis I'd start I got really good at reading people. And um, and so over the years, I kind of became a mentor, stroke, shiatsu therapist, stroke, cranial therapist, just giving people tools to get out of this and back in their body. Um, and I was really good at that in a one-to-one setting. But it, what I got, I got to a point where it was frustrating me that I couldn't um, reach more people and couldn't share things with more people because i knew it would have more impact and then i also realized that working one-to-one people um people won't always take the action they know is best for them they kind of need um a, a more collaborative supportive environment with more accountability and um and actually training in yoga as a you know for my own practice and then having my clients ask me to put classes together that was another really crucial stepping stone and breadcrumb because of course I said yes and then that helped me really realize that I love I love a group environment actually even though I'm an introvert and I, I love seeing people learning together and I saw how they would support each other and, you know, they would link up. So if someone was maybe thinking they wouldn't come to the class, they would reach out to someone else and they, and the other person would talk them into it. So they'd come, mm. you know, and there was just this good, we just built such a gorgeous group. I was teaching with Gav my other half as well, which was awesome. Mm. So,
0: yeah. So, so it's word.
1: compulsion to share.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, what, what advice do you have for our listeners? Because obviously you have been following your beautiful breadcrumb trail for quite some time and you're tuning in, tuning in, tuning in. What is it you love to do? What is it you love to do? Refining, refining. And obviously that's culminated in the book and now the mm-hmm. magical life circle membership circle that you're going to be running as of next month. Yeah. Um, but what advice would you have for our listeners who are on that journey now? How, you know, how can they tune in? What would you say?
1: I think for a lot of us um, who haven't got to that place yet, we are, in my experience over the years, what I've seen is that most people are trying to figure things out logically, Mm. as you know. Mm. So they are really... And that frustrates people because they're like, but I need to work out the how. And you know you know this, you talk Mm. about this as well. Um, So they're really like in their heads, really relying on their heads to sort stuff out. But it doesn't, what I've realized is it really doesn't work that way. So my advice for anyone who's in that place, because I can't meet, I've got to meet them where they're at, is just start by keeping it super, super simple and find the thing that you naturally are drawn to when you want to access some sense of quiet or grounding or you know something that takes you out of the busyness of your head. So for some people, that might be walking their dog or just walking. For some people, it might be swimming. For some people, it might be yoga. Uh, it might be reading, writing, knitting, whatever it is. If you can find a way to do more of that, it's taking you more into your body and less in your head. And if you give yourself increasingly small amounts of time spent doing this activity, knowing that it's actually helping you be more in your heart, then I think you start opening the gateway for your heart to start sending you messages in the form of instincts, or you might hear stuff, or you might feel drawn to something, or something serendipitous might happen. And it's just. It's just changing your relationship to what you're already doing a lot of people know the thing I used mm. to say to people uh, what makes your heart smile mm. that's my favorite question that I used to ask because people always know the answer because they smile immediately <laughs> so if you ask that question like go and do more of that mm. <laughs> you know?
0: even if it's an extra mm. five minutes just do more of that because that will mm. help you tune in tune mm. in yeah, I totally agree. Because as human beings, we want to know how, how is that going to work? How, how will that happen? And, and it doesn't work like that at all. It's like, you know, this, Well, you know, I always talk about Dharma, you can't see it, you feel it, you know, you feel into it, and you feel and it will unfold at its own pace. And, but you have to take the action, and you have to move towards it. And I think your life is a really beautiful example of that, actually, because you've, kind of come through your challenge rebuilt yourself tuned into who you are and then obviously you've gone through your journey of following what it was you wanted to do next and the culmination of that is obviously now what you're doing with your everything you know it's it's perfect everything you've learned studied is now going to be brought out in the world to help others Um, and our purpose is an unfolding adventure it's not a flash of insight so um
1: definitely definitely and for me I think the biggest shift of all and I know that you'll relate to this is that um I I had to go through all of these processes you know everything I share in the book that empowers others I've had to go through that process myself as well even though I've only recognized it retrospectively um because I had to I had to embody these learnings and really come home to myself, and in the process, what happened was i I really started accessing my expression, my creativity, which I'd always known was there since I was a kid I'd always wanted to write. And I've always been good at writing, um, but I had to go through that long-winded process to be able to now, in my late forties, be able to actually speak out loud. You know, and mm. share things out loud. I would not have been able to do that even two or three years ago because I hadn't integrated it enough in myself. So, you know, mm. for some of us, it might take years, and for others, it's really quick and. I think it's all fine
0: yeah I think that's a really valid point because we you know we tend to be in this comparison world where you know you're on your own path you're on your own soul's evolution you know wherever and whenever this stuff comes to you and it unfolds for you it's the right time you know I think that's a really good point to make to our listeners because instagram and everything that we are bombarded with you know we're continually comparing ourselves to people but as long as you can grasp that it's your job in this lifetime to evolve to grow to basically understand and experience yourself like that may sound a bit weird but like helen's described you know all the things that she loves she's explored you know and that that is what it's about and then that will culminate in some way or shape or form which is obviously with what you're doing now with yeah. your wonderful book it's amazing Thank you mm. so tell us a little bit about the um turning point project as well because that will still be running when this podcast is aired will that is is it going to stay up or is it just going to pop up and pop back down again um it's it's popping up for the whole month of April mm-hmm. and then um
1: what I will be doing is actually setting it up as a proper podcast, but i will um I'll release probably bi-weekly two episodes a week over 10 weeks there's 20 episodes so people can still get access to it after the event um they can still sign up at any time during the event because I send out summaries you know at different intervals and at the end with every link in it but um essentially it's very much a heart-led uh instinctive non it doesn't kind of make any sense in some ways because I just I'd, I'd always known since since writing the book I knew I wanted to do a podcast kind of exploring issues around how you transition from one place in your life to another because that's been the theme that's run through my work and my Mm. own life and it's the sticking point in the middle where you
0: You get scared and stuck you get scared and stuck mm. yeah and
1: you talk yourself out of things or you feel like you failed because you're stuck in the middle and you're really struggling and and people kind of lose faith in themselves and start beating themselves up and so I with the turning point project what I wanted to do was bring together a community of people who are all dear to me, who all have a really special place in my heart, but I know have really gorgeous, authentic ways of sharing their own turning points that that helps them shift in their lives. And some of those are huge and some of those are small. Some of them aren't uh, significant till after the event. You know, it's just like kind of demystifying this whole concept of turning points and just exploring it and just share sharing stories yeah. and it's been it's been so so awesome I love and it so
0: valid though because we you're so right we have this kind of f- sort of fear of that turning point because we're I suppose we, we're learning again aren't we because something that we're good at you know, we've got to turn and pivot and do something different and actually if you can embrace that as growth and learning and and cause I'm, I'm in that place at the moment, just sort of sitting in the kind of transitional period while mm. I step into this work full time. And it is a funny place to be. I think we, we don't, we don't embrace it enough. You know, it's just, a, yeah. it's just literally a period of time for reflection maybe. Yes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And in a way I'm in that as well, because you know, I, I only published the book, um, I don't know, six months ago or something. And, mm. um, and i and i had a period almost of grieving afterwards because actually that was the realization of a dream i'd had since i was 8 years old and i really didn't quite wow, know what yeah. to do you know it's like yeah. even though i did have ideas i still had to almost uh sit with the achievement and press pause and not run towards the next thing even though i i already had a plan because i'd set it out when i did my crowdfunding um kind of so I knew where I was heading but I just I had to take time to just be for a Mm. bit you know and and recover my energy and and just just be okay with how
0: how things unfold essentially yeah I think I think there's such a valid point we've hit, hit on at the end of the podcast actually because you know we if you're listening to this essentially probably there's nothing wrong with your life do you know what I mean you live in the western world you've got a lot to be grateful for you've got a roof over your head you know you're happy you're healthy yet we're always trying to be somewhere I think it's my energy type is obviously the pitta the fire you know I like to be I want to be there you know and I think that turning point place is if we can just sit and enjoy it and enjoy life and be you know in our day-to-day experience and just be thankful and grateful for it then you know it's a different yeah different shift yeah
1: absolutely because the turning point is still part of your life yeah you know it's still every single day is a gift even if it's a day that brings you to the at its close to a place where you think you haven't really shifted or moved or well what if that's okay because what if just in the sitting and the being you access something you wouldn't have done if you were busy rushing and striving mm. and pushing
0: yeah. And you had some time with your family or you saw something that you didn't see before or you Yeah. 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 Really yeah, beautiful. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I think I think that's probably one of the most fundamental messages we could both share, really, isn't it? It's like while you're focusing on the there and the on the other side of the bridge, you're missing the richness of now. And there's always there is always richness in something in every moment you could see a gift if you actually approach your moments that way Mm -hmm. you know and realistically yes we're human so we will go blindly asleep through a lot of our day but if we if we have an awareness that at some point we can kind of look up you know and look around us I'm looking out at my gorgeous view that I manifested in front of me um You'll, you'll just see oh look at the sun around the cloud or look at the look at the bird in the trees or whatever it might be it sounds all very poetic but that stuff that stuff is
0: actually the underrated stuff of life it's mm. kind of the magical life magic of life thank Helen thank you so much uh if you're listening to this podcast share with us what you got you know what have you taken away from this conversation and please do tag me on instagram or facebook and let me know that you've been listening tag helen as well and we'll have all of helen's details in the show notes if you want to connect with her afterwards you're more than able to and thank you helen will be great to sort of give a couple of listeners a book so thank you for appreciate that offer yeah i'd love to do yeah well thank you so much and uh, yes, we will be back next week with another amazing guest on Kitty Talks. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye bye. So I do hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of Kitty Talks. Helen's another example of an amazing person now doing their dharma because they have listened to that inner voice, that inner call. Now she's taken herself from a very, very dark place to now one where she's really stepping up and she's making a huge difference with the work that she does. That is available for everybody. So, I'd like to remind you: our Do Your Dharma course is going again in September. The price goes up in August. It's two nine five. It will be three nine five in August. So now is the time to take action. Come and join our tribe. We would love to have you with us. Thank you so much for listening to the Kitty Talks podcast. I do hope you enjoyed this episode, and I too hope you were inspired to take action towards your dream life you know all it takes is aligned daily action towards your dreams and they will come to fruition they will be created you are an energetic being and you're more powerful than you've ever been taught if you want some help and support come and join us doyourdharma.co.uk apply now we're taking applications and we're going to help you support you creating the dream life this is why you came